was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. Women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men empower women entrepreneurs. Women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor, Essex. Women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. Women were underrepresented in every single area. We can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Found that they had imposter syndrome. In terms of Rise Windsor, Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs. And that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time are designed to really celebrate women. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. I've officially teamed up with Rise Windsor Essex to bring you stories of Windsor Essex's very own female entrepreneurs. We're here to celebrate women in the area who have made it happen. Okay, so today I'm here with Myrtle from the Windsor Essex Small Business Center and Soraya from Cedar Valley Selections. Thank you both for joining me here today. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. So how about we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your organizations or business. Um, Myrtle, would you like to start? Um, my name is Myrtle Donipad and I work as the Youth and Entrepreneurship Advisor with the Windsor Essex Small Business Center. Uh, we operate as a department of the Windsor Essex Economic Development Corporation and my main role here is to um, manage and coordinate the two programs that we have, Summer Company and Starter Company Plus program. And um, those are two programs funded by um, the uh, Economic Development Job Ministry of Economic Development and Job Creation and Trade. Okay, that's a mouthful. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's um, Ministry of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade. Those are our funders. I started this role in 2016, and I've been mainly focused on working with youth and uh, startups and um, early stage growth and expansions. And it's been an exciting process since. My name is Soraya Fidel, and I am a partner in our company, Cedar Valley Selections. Um, the company was founded by my son in 2015, and um, it's, you know, it's something that it was kind of a, a neat story when he was in high school, and he received a government grant to start a small business, and he dragged me along for the ride. So I gave up my other uh, employment. I used to be a personal trainer, fitness instructor at Good Life Fitness, and I had my own therapy business. So um, slowly when we, I was kind of moving, phasing out of that to spend my time growing this business. And now I'm fully dedicated to Cedar Valley Selections and we manufacture salad dressings and sauces and uh, pita chips. Wow. So I guess that probably helps lead into my next question um, for Myrtle is how did you meet Soraya and um, help, I guess, grow the business is my guess. Um, so uh, like Soraya mentioned, Amin started the business and um, I don't think I've mentioned this to Soraya before, but 
when he walked in, it was, um, it was, I was very new to the role at the time. It was probably just before Christmas when we were um, in 2016. He walked in with the salad dressing uh, bottle and just kind of put it on my desk and said, this is what we're selling. And he didn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, this is what we have. And I was like, okay, what about it? And he's like, we've sent it off for um, FDA approval and this and that. We've sent it off. We're in the process of testing it for uh, shelf life testing. It's gone to California. So it was very like, I didn't know what he was talking about. But at the same time, it's like, here's the salad dressing. Try it. And then he just left. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like him. <laughs> so, but the one thing he said in that meeting, he was like, um, my mom makes the best salad dressing. She serves it at all our hockey games and everything. And it's the best. And this, yeah. everyone should have this. Um, I remember that. And um, so the next couple of weeks, we had it sitting at the office for a long time. Then my team kind of was like, let's just try it out and see what it's all about. And we tried it. It was awesome. It was amazing. We enjoyed it. And I don't remember meeting Soraya after that. When did we, was it at the market, farmer's market? I think? Um, or was it at the seminar? Was it, maybe it was the market before the seminar. Yeah. On Thursdays, they used to have like a mini market or something. Um, I don't know which one it was, but it was one of those events that I met you at. And since then, it's just been like uh, <laughs> seeing you on a regular basis. And yeah. then we had you in Starter Company Plus and it, it just took off from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, I, I love that story. And so now I, I'm curious, sorry, if you could share a bit more about the creation of Cedar Valley Selections. Sure. I know you said it was your son in high school, but sort of yeah. what, what prompted this? So um, he, uh, there was an announcement at the end of the day, it was like end of grade 10, uh, an announcement came on saying that the, um, there's going to be 30 students that are awarded a government grant from the uh, Windsor School Board to start up a small business. And so he came home and he said, mom, I can get $3,000 to start a small business. I'm like, great, what do you wanna do? He's like, I don't know, I, I gotta figure something out. What do you think I should do? I said, I don't know, I, I don't know, you need to come up with something. Um, so then he went back to school and was speaking with a guidance counselor whose son also played hockey for years. They grew up together playing hockey. And she said, well, you know, you're, your mom's fatouche dressing is pretty popular. Uh, flashback 10 years prior to that, one of the other moms had said, after me trying to teach everybody how to make it, I would give them the spices and tell them just add olive oil and lemon, but apparently it wasn't enough. So uh, years ago, one of the moms suggested that we bottle it and sell it. And we laughed, thought it was funny. Fast forward 10 years and here we are, Amin was reminded of that and he said, let's bottle the dressing. You can't get it in the grocery store. You can only get it at a restaurant. So do you think you can come up with a recipe for um, bottling it? And I pretty much said, I don't know, because I don't measure. I just know, I look at a salad and I throw this stuff on it and that's how I make my salads. So um, the, he finished grade 10. He spent the entire summer on a weekly basis with an advisor developing a business plan and, and you know came up with a name and ordered bottles and caps and then uh, and but there's no dressing so grade 11 starts he comes home every day saying mom did you start the dressing yet I said no not yet I mean I'm busy working two other careers here with my therapy and and training business and um, he persisted I'm telling you this kid persisted every single day until he came to me that December and said mom my advisor said I can't get the rest of the money until you come up with 
a product. So sure enough, within the following week, I had dressing in a bottle for him. Um, it's, it's to be able to go retail with this is a lot more challenging than just making it for my friends and family. So it's, you know, a lot of um, testing it out, uh, coming up with the right formula, making sure it's stable in a bottle so that nothing's going to go bad. So we had to do a lot of testing and, um, and just kind of figuring out how can I do this and make it shape, shelf stable without adding preservatives because I'm from a health background. So obviously I can't, uh, I don't, or I don't feel comfortable putting anything artificial in there. So it was uh, quite a ride. And then um, he just, he, he was selling it to the high school teachers. They were buying it by the cases, which I thought was kind of interesting. And my people at the gym were buying it and someone suggested we do a farmer's market. So we did our first market in 2017 and then it really took off from there. People, we realized there was a need because people were really, um, were really excited about it. And they were, you know, basically a lot of comments were, wow, finally someone's doing this. So it, it, definitely there was a need out there that we kind of tapped into and took off with it. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, an incredible story. And um, I love the background of that. And it's definitely, you know, it is, it's definitely done very well since it's all started. And then going back to the Windsor Essex Small Business Center, Merle, you had said that you sort of focus on the two programs there. Can you tell us just a little bit of, more about, um, you know, what this organization does and the services that they offer through these programs? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Small Business Center, it started around um, in 1992. And since then, we've been supporting entrepreneurs and small business owners through with training, um, workshops, one-on-one -on -one consultations, and um, programming like Startup Company Plus and Summer Company to go over. Um, there's a little bit of funding that they receive uh, with uh, going through training, mentoring, and receive some funding uh, for their startups. And those are just a few of the things. Um, I think uh, a lot of it is also business plan writing and workshops that we host and reviews that we provide and feedback for them. Since then, we've evolved and we have so many different programs now. There's um, the RE3 program, which has come in as a, a response to COVID. And then we have digital Main Street program. We have uh, women's entrepreneurship program. So uh, lots of different things. And it's really our main focus is to have uh, someone come in with an idea and tell us what they want to start and do and help them from the startup stage to growing and expanding their business. And I feel like that's what we had with um, Amin and Soraya was really just kind of seeing you start up and seeing you through the entire growth and uh, growing stages too. So it was really neat to have that. And um, I think um, the other thing is, this is the small business center. We also, through the Economic Development Corporation, we have the retention and expansion team. So once you grow beyond the small business stage, we also support with um, growth and expansion after that stage as well. So there's a lot of different services that we have here for small business owners to come in and tap into. And all of our services are complimentary. There's no charge for them. A lot of times we have individuals asking, what's the fee for this? And uh, how much do I have to pay for this? And it's, um, there's no fee for any of our services here. Wow. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of great services there. And I think it's done a lot of good for the businesses and our community. And, you know, speaking on that, Soraya, do you mind just sharing some of the services here in Windsor that helped with the success of your business, um, you know, with the Small Business Center, the program taken there, um, and any other services that you I'd had used? To. 
Yes, I would love to share um, because I grew up in in family businesses. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He never worked for anyone. He was always self-employed. So I grew up in that environment, but it wasn't, um, it was more, um, you know, restaurants and he had a printing company. So it wasn't anything that was retail focused. So when Amin came and, and had this idea, we really didn't know what to do, how to start. We kind of were going based on the advice of his advisor at the time. Um, and then I was just kind of doing my own research, but we really didn't know how to get started um, particularly other than kind of, cause we didn't know it was a viable business to be honest. Once we found that out that we had something, uh, we uh, approached the small business center and I believe the connection was from, I mean, his first year of business school at the University of Windsor through the epicenter and the small, he kind of got connected, I think Myrtle, right with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. them. And then we found out about the um, seminar. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, Myrtle, the Startup Company yeah, Program. It's the Startup Company Plus yes. Program. Yeah, so we went through that program um, and it was just completely a game changer for us because the um, consultant that came and spoke had so much information, just a wealth of information to provide to us. I've never written a business plan before. And part of the seminar, like by, you know, part of the program was to develop a business plan and, and look at all the different factors that are, you know, involved in running a business. And, and there was so much information that we were able to absorb and learn from. Although I still to this day in Bernal, how many times have I said this, say that when Andrew said, oh, if you sit down from start to finish and, and you sit down at your desk, you can get that business plan written in 12 hours. So uh, I still beg to differ. It does take a little longer for the amateur to write it in 12 hours. So uh, I thought it was going to be the end of me, but no, we did it. And Myrtle was, was just unbelievable during that time. She was such a huge rock for me because I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can keep going on this or there was something I didn't know. This is just out of my field. But she was always there to support me and to help me if there was a question that I had. She was right there just helping me get through the whole process. And um, so we made it through that. Uh, we were awarded the $5,000 grant, which was amazing. And, um, and it didn't just stop there, which is really critical and was for us. Like the, it wasn't just a one seminar, you come, you go and, and see you later, we're on to the next business. They continue with you until you stop asking. So how many times I'll go for a while on our own without um, contacting Myrtle, but then something will come up for the business if we're growing, going in stages, right? And, and developing, transitioning, scaling. Who do I go back to? Right away, I go back to Myrtle. She's my resource, she's my rock. When If there's something that I just am not aware, you know, looking for warehouse space, for example, or, or are there any more grants available that I'm just not aware of? Because I can't be on the computer all day when I'm, developing product. So Myrtle's just kind of like that one-stop shop for me where, <laughs> forgive me Myrtle if that doesn't sound right, but she's just, and always with a smile on her face, she will always help guide me. She may not have the answer right away, but she'll find out or she'll guide me into the direction that um, I need to go to get those questions answered. So she's been absolutely phenomenal and her center has been phenomenal. The Small Business Center is amazing. So I would highly recommend anyone, and I have, I, you know, whenever someone comes to me asking questions about starting a business, I send them to the Small Business Center because there's nothing better than that to help you get started. The other service that I've been using 
is the center of excellence. So as we start to scale and in need of employment um, or, or employees, they've been really instrumental in helping um, subsidizing and helping find the right fit for uh, people that we need for what we're doing. So again, that would be another resource that I would tell people to go to if they're looking to get, you know, it's, it's hard to find the right fit or, you know, you know, it's sometimes it's just hard to get a thousand resumes and then filter through them all. So they kind of help you through all of that. And, and they have their own employee bank of, of people that they've put through their programs and trained. And so they're pretty good to, um, to help. And again, they're, they're another resource that I've really recommended to other fellow business owners to really tap into that because I don't know if a lot of people know about them as well. Yeah. And then always, if you have a product that's food focused or food oriented, go to the downtown Windsor farmers market. That like, that's where a lot of places get started. And that's where you actually test your product to the public to see if there is a need, if they like it, if uh, you know, they're looking for something different, you can kind of work with the, your market people to, to kind of tweak things if you need to and develop a, a stronger product. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are some really great resources there. And thank you for sharing. And I love to hear, you know, especially the partnership with the Small Business Center and all of the work that um, they have done to help with your business as well. And um, with that, Myrtle, you know, you've helped with a lot of um, small businesses overcome different obstacles. And currently right now, it's definitely changed with COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, how do you think this has affected small businesses currently? And what can they be doing at this time to sort of make it through? Um, that's a tough one. It's, it's really hard to say. Um, for a lot of businesses, the main thing is really funding and um, not having revenue at this time makes it really difficult for them. I guess trying to stay um, afloat, a lot of, I've had some businesses where the landlords have helped them. So with uh, some of the programming that's coming, they had that support. So that helped them a little bit. It is, it's affected them in different ways. It's reduced revenues. It's uh, uncertainty about what next and what the future looks like. Um, should they pivot? Should they not? How do they change it now? Will it make a difference or not? So um, lots of different questions for different businesses, and it's really difficult. We do have some resources. We did come up with different workshops and webinars for them to attend um, to address a few questions, uh, to go over um, reopening stages or what next type of situations. But it's been difficult to see some businesses the way it has affected them. And the only thing we can, I guess, to say to them is to consistently just keep um, staying focused and uh, try to stay um, hopeful and confident and that this will soon, I mean, the, adjust to the new normal that's coming up and work with that. I think also I feel like Soraya may be able to answer this question better because <laughs> being in the business and having have gone through that maybe some businesses I've seen have taken COVID uh, the pandemic time and actually um, use this time this downtime to to make um, changes come up with different plans come up with what next and use this time to maybe start a new business or uh, completely change and have a, a different product or um, 
or service that they can offer. So some of them have had that happen. This time was useful for some businesses, but I can't really pick on one or two and say which ones. I can't think of them, but um, but yeah, it's definitely been different for a lot of businesses here. Yes, absolutely. And that leads to, um, you'd mentioned too that, Soraya, you might be great to answer this question as well um, and how it's affected your business and what pivots you've had to make in order to cope with the situation. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of people in the situation, that's for sure. So pre-COVID, we were in a position where um, we were ready to go national with the dressings in, um, in one of the large chains. This was approved and ready to go, supposed to launch in May, and then in comes COVID. So that's just one example of where we were projected to go. And then with COVID, everything stopped. Um, so delay after delay after delay were considered essential because we're in the food business. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that things, it's, it's not business as usual. So um, we had to do a lot of kind of strategic strategic planning and, and rethinking outside the box because where do we go when we can't, you know, this was projected to happen. Um, I don't know if you know, Sarah, that we were also uh, scheduled to launch in Costco, which ended up because Costco does pretty much stick by their guidelines. It did happen. Um, however, no demos, right? So during COVID, all the demos were taken up. So the one thing about our dressing is because it's called Fatouche dressing, which is our signature product, um, not everybody knows what Fatouche is. Windsor is very multicultural, so Windsor knows what that is. But when you take it to other cities, they may not necessarily know what Fatouche is and what sells our product is sampling. And we weren't able to do that. So that was another thing. Okay, what do we do now? So there are things like this would happen, and we're trying to figure out how to cope with the delays or the inability to go into the stores. We couldn't even go into the stores that we're in physically and check on product and have, you know, the relationship you have with those stores, everything just kind of, there were barriers everywhere. So online was the way to go. We tried to really promote online sales. You know, I, I we're still trying to push that because people, we saw definitely a rise in online sales with COVID because people were more comfortable ordering from home. So we were trying to, we were actually in the process of just trying to develop our website for online orders. So we kind of had to rush that through and get it going. And um, so still working on that. So we, the thing is with COVID is you have to, or we've had to, a lot of people have had to kind of hustle into another, what else can I do in my business that can help generate revenue so that I'm not, you know, just stuck in a rut. So it's trial and error, right? Try, if something doesn't work, try something else and just try to keep plugging away and, and be patient. And there's so much um, available out there. The government was great to help fund businesses with like Myrtle said too, with um, landlords and, and rent and, and um, it's, we were all suffering at the same time. Some businesses were flourishing like Myrtle said too, because Anybody that was doing online sales, for example, was really doing well with deliveries because deliveries were so delayed. So if you could deliver it in 24 to 48 hours, people were 
like ordering from you. I mean, I saw that with one of my friends, Sarah, at the cheese bar, they were, her online sales skyrocketed because she was able to provide that service quickly, get a good turnaround to people in the city. And that was really um, something that she really stepped outside of her box to do as well. So kudos to her for that. Um, so we just keep kind of, uh, you gotta be patient. Um, knowing that everybody's in the same situation, I think kind of helps because no one's alone in this. And, and I think we just kind of have to support each other through it until you know things are starting to pick up a little bit now. So I, I think that's it, just being there for support, whether it's you know physically, mentally, financially, just to help each other through this as a community. Yes, absolutely. I definitely agree. And that sort of leads to my next question for Myrtle is, you know, it, do you have any success stories from any of the local businesses that, you know, um, Surya was talking a lot about supporting each other. Um, has there been sort of any collaborations or something positive that's come from a business that's maybe pivoted during this time? There were some of the local organizations they had come up with uh, task forces and things like that. And uh, one thing that sticks out for me is the Windsor Transportation Club, uh, which is um, one of our staff members is on it. And they had organized a fundraiser for frontline workers and a initiative for them to support local businesses by ordering meals for them from uh, local restaurants. Um, to provide to frontline workers. So that was something that came up uh, through that to support local businesses. Um, that was one collaboration that I can think of. There are a lot more that uh, I've seen in the community. I think um, there were a few business, a few other restaurants and businesses that were offering uh, different initiatives and going over that uh, to, to support frontline workers again and um, different causes here. And um, the other one that I see is um, the downtown Windsor Farmers Market. Uh, it was the only market that was on, up and running this summer and we weren't really sure if they were still going to have it. Um, they changed their way of um, kind of having uh, everyone come in. Um, they were at full capacity with um, with different businesses set up there this summer, every Saturday. And uh, they also added a feature where you can go online and purchase a product and just come and pick up at the uh, farmer's market. So they set up an online storefront for all of the businesses, the vendors that were, that were there for those specific weekends and uh, they gave them that option. So that was interesting to see. Um, I think just uh, different ways and different ways of trying to support local businesses. The, those are a few that I can think of right now. And yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like some great stories and some really great initiatives that some of the businesses have started through that, um, which is so great to hear. And Soraya, do you mind just sharing if someone was looking to start their own business right now, what advice would you give to them? You know, it's, uh, that's a good question. And I would tell them if you are really, if you want to be your own boss, if you want to start your own business and have your own company, it has to be something that you are passionate about. It has to be something that you live, eat, sleep, drink, and completely dedicate yourself to because it's not easy to start up, but you can do it if you're persistent and if you really believe in what you're doing. I think the most important thing is, is to not question yourself because it's gonna happen. You know, There are gonna be days when you wake up and you're like, what 
did I get myself into? And you're going to definitely look over, you know, look at it over and over again and try and figure out um, whether you're doing the right thing. But if you really believe in your product or service or whatever it is that you have, don't let those questions overcome you. Just you got to keep pushing through and, and make it happen. And don't try and reinvent the wheel. We reached out to a lot of people when we started up because we didn't know what we were doing. And so we asked a lot of questions. We called a lot of people. We looked for a lot of local businesses. You know, starting off at the market was great because we met a lot of local vendors and we really um, connected with them. And, and any, you know, we, you stay humble because the more humble you are, the more you're willing to ask questions and learn from other people. Definitely learn from other people as you go and it's going to save you a lot of time and headache. Yes, absolutely. I think those are some really great pieces of advice. And you kind of did touch on this, but is there sort of one um, key thing that you think has led to the success for your business? Oh, yeah. It's surviving the failures. <laughs> because you, the, the key to success is failure. And I, that's not, it's a cliche, right? It's, you've seen it over and over again. Um, but definitely it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride it's you know there are days when you're flying and things are going the way you want them to go and then there are other days where life happens and things just don't you know a product doesn't get produced right or you know there's a mistake made in an ingredient or something goes wrong and, and you end up throwing out product and um there have been days, Sarah, where I've actually really questioned why I'm doing this. And, and it's funny because on those days where I feel like, okay, I'm just going to walk away from this business, I'm not even joking. I'll get a text or someone will, make a, will post something on social media saying that their kids eat vegetables because of our dressing and that makes me forget about all the heartache that I've gone through and it just keeps me going because knowing that that it's affecting kids who wouldn't eat their vegetables without putting the dressing on it because um, it's a healthy dressing it's extra virgin olive oil it's lemon it's it's all it's everything you would find in your pantry so the fact that that's changing the way these kids are eating um, it keeps it makes everything worth it yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that story. Um, and, you know, the difference that it makes in people's lives that maybe you don't see. So that's, that's really great to hear. Um, and then with that, Myrtle, do you mind sharing, you know, with the Small Business Center, what would be the main goal for this organization um, with their businesses? I, I think the main, um, I feel like uh, so far the Small Business Center, really what we focus on is supporting local small businesses, supporting uh, entrepreneurs, individuals wanting to start their own business, creating a job for themselves in the market and uh, just creating sustainable employment here for them. Um, it's, it's, I really, um, me, our entire team, we enjoy watching our clients succeed. It's, it really helps us feel, just like Soraya was saying about um, why she does this, it's, that's our why for us to see that you love what you do, you're enjoying it, and it makes sense for you. And if we can help in a little way to push that forward, then uh, we're happy to do that. And um, just to add to what Soraya was saying too about 
what makes the business for for them I, having watched you and Amina in this it's like for me I feel like I've met so many clients over the years and if I know one thing about Soraya it's I will not give up she <laughs> is the epitome of that she her perseverance grit I don't know what it is I look at her I'm like how is she still going <laughs> up like early in the morning just uh, at least at the time that you guys were doing the market it's like you're at the market then you're at a game then you're dropping off dressing somewhere else <laughs> and you're doing something else but you make everything happen and it's like wow and you're still going still going nothing stops you <laughs> um, <laughs> at every stage and um, when I meet you and then I meet I mean individually both of you have different stories to share about what's going wrong and how it's not working out but um it, you still push it through and you make it happen and you're just, it's, um, and what I absolutely love is you're smiling through it all. <laughs> Every <laughs> part, right? <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been amazing to watch your growth and just see how, um, like I've known you since that day one almost of like, the first product selling it at farmer's market and then doing and now you're at a warehouse and you're in costco and everything and you're the same <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> to see that i'm it's, the same i still call on you for help that's for sure <laughs> and i love that i'm i'm so happy that i can still be of help <laughs> oh yes definitely and you know i think that's one other thing too sarah is that uh, the fact that i have one of my children, I mean, the number five, by the way, so he's my youngest. And um, I guess it probably only could have happened with him because I was so busy when I had five little ones in the house. There's no way I could have even entertained the thought of doing something like this until they were all grown up. But um, having him too, he's my other rock in this and my husband. So we, it's really nice when you can have a partner in your business in the sense of, you know, when I'm down, he brings me up. When he's down, I bring him up. And it's really nice to have that fallback because you're really never alone because you're mm -hmm. in it together with, you know, two other people. And so we kind of bounce off each other that way. And it, it does make a big difference. So even if you are an individual starting a business and you're doing it all on your own, that's why I'm saying reach out to another to other vendors in the city, reach out to other small businesses. Just, you know, I'm, you know, one day, I hope if I ever have time, I would love to start a group, a small business group where we'd have our own little Facebook group or whatever, where you can just have a brainstorm, uh, you know, and, and, and have meetings where you can kind of like feed off of each other and, and um, learn from each other and, and do it as an entire group. Not me just reaching out to 10 other people to get information from my own business, but why can't we share that? together but that's a future goal <laughs> yeah absolutely and I, I love that goal and I love hearing the support that you know both of you give each other and with the organizations and in this community in general I think that's what makes it so great you had mentioned you know the piece of advice that you would give to someone starting a business what would be the best piece of advice that has been given to you while running your own business believe it or not the best piece of advice um, actually came from my own son and it's funny because you would think that it would come from one of the consultants that we've talked to along the way or in one of the courses that we've taken or just people in the industry that we've you know gone to and talked about uh, our business 
But when I really think hard about this question, it has to be my own son. And I, I hope that this advice that he gave me would benefit someone else that is um, in business as well. It, it's really interesting because he's so young and um, he sees things in a totally different view than how I see things. But he, he said to me one day, because I'm the type of person that wants to do it all, right, Myrtle? Yeah. And um, so, you know, when we first had our first kitchen, we were uh, kind of a takeout restaurant. So we were making sandwiches and tabbouleh and hummus and, and I'm still making the dressing and the pita chips. And, and we even for a short time retailed the hummus and our taco hummus at Sobeys. And, and so I was like spinning nonstop trying to keep up with, with demand. And he, several times, this wasn't just once, but several times. And finally, the last time he said it to me, it made sense to me. He sat me down and he said, mom, we're just a new business. We can't do everything. We need to, you know, narrow our focus. You just scale everything down. We need to focus on our signature products, which is our fatouche dressing, our pita chips. And then he said, we need to stop doing all the other stuff and just really put all of our focus into this because we need to brand, create our brand, market our brand. We need to become a known brand in the industry. And we can't do that with 10 different products on our plate. We need to start with one or two and move on those. And then later we can start to introduce more and different products. But to really, it's not that easy. It sounds easy, but it's really not that easy to just narrow everything down and just isolate and really pick one or two products that you know are diff either different or great or, or you know, you've got a distinction between yourself and, and the rest of the industry because you've got to stand out. When you're the small guy going against craft dressings and you know, the, the big guns, You've got to have something that's different that people that will find a need for. So it was very challenging for me as a mom and a woman, you know, because we think we can do it all and we can, don't get me wrong. We can do it all, but sometimes you really have to prioritize. And, and honestly, that was the best piece of advice because once I did that, we could focus on those couple of products and get them now that that fatigue dressing is, is all across Canada. So we wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't just stop and refocus. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great piece of advice. And I love that it had come from your son. And it was actually just yesterday I saw a saying where it said, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I think that that, you know, really relates to that. And I think it's, he definitely has a business mindset on, which is, is so amazing to hear um, and, you know, how it has scaled throughout the years. And do you want to just share where people can go to find Cedar Valley Selections? Yes. Uh, the easiest place is to start on our website, cedarvalleyselections.ca. Uh, we do have an online store, but as well, if, um, you know, depending on where you're at, you can go into our store locator and find where our products are being sold. In Windsor, um, it's pretty saturated. We've, we're pretty much in, in all the stores around Windsor or across the city anyway, where people can find us, Sobeys, Remark, um, Wayne White's and Bell River. So a lot of the farms carry it, Leah Maria's and, and Raymont's Berry. So a lot of people, the cheese bar, they're all over Windsor. But if you're outside of Windsor, 
check out the website, look for a store locator. And if you can't find them in your city, you can definitely order them online. You can check out our social media. Um, we're primarily on Instagram and Facebook. So you, if you go to at Cedar Valley Inc., you can find us there. And um, yeah, just message us whenever, if you have any questions, if you have any issues, we stand by our, our products. 100% quality is, is what we're focused on. And we really want to bring healthy alternatives to people that, um, that you know, it's, it's kind of a game changer. So trying to keep the ingredient deck as, as clean as possible and as few ingredients as possible so that you can enjoy a good tasting salad, dressing, or marinade, whatever you want to use it for, um, and no guilt at all. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And Myrtle, would you like to share where people can find the Windsor Essex Small Business Center, um, as well as get in touch with any of the services available there? Yes. Um, so we, we are located in um, downtown Windsor and in Essex. However, due to COVID, we are mainly um, doing over the phone consultations or Zoom video calls. So you can reach us at 519-253-6900. You can also send us a quick inquiry on, um, on our website. Our website is windsoressexsmallbusiness.com. Uh, we are on social media, so if you follow us, you'll, you can keep track of our, who our new clients are, different programs, workshops that we're hosting, what's happening. So we, um, we, you can find us at, um, at SBC Windsor Essex. And if you sign up on our mailing list on our website, you'll receive our monthly newsletter and updates on what we're up to and what we're doing here at the Small Business Center. Amazing. Well, thank you so much to both of you for sharing your stories um, and all the insights and resources that are available to small businesses in Windsor. Um, and yes, just thank you so much for joining me. I loved, I loved hearing about your journeys. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.